All right, good evening, Metalheads. You're tuned in to Quote the Raven with DJ Rem, only on Rock Attic Radio. And we are starting with the interview right off the get-go tonight. I have Seth from the band Cycle here on the line. How are you doing tonight, brother? Good, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, happy to have you here. So why don't we start, if you could introduce yourself and your spot in the band, and then also introduce the other members that are not with us tonight, if you would. Sure, sure. So, uh, as uh, you said, my name is Seth, so I am the singer and uh, rhythm guitar player for the band Cycle. We're out of, uh, based out of Rhode Island. Uh, our drummer, Jay Spine, uh, Jay's been uh, with me and playing together for, God, almost like 16 years now. Uh, bass player, Mike Kaz, who also does uh, all of our amazing background vocals. And last but definitely not least, our lead guitar player, Joe Nicolazzo. So, definitely a big shout out to those guys. Awesome. Well, thank you for introducing everybody. And so, obviously, with COVID going on, that's kind of messed up uh, live shows and such. But um, I guess why don't you tell us, you know, what had you done prior to that as far as live shows and kind of what is planned, hopefully, for the future? Yeah, you know, it, it, I don't want to say we're lucky, but a lot of friends of ours who are, you know, national touring acts and, and even, uh, you know, regional touring artists, you know, have kind of gotten stripped of their livelihoods, which is, you know, terrible. But, um, you know, we, we're, we're the band who, you know, we really like to to put it out there live and we work really hard, um, you know, on our live performances and stuff. And unfortunately, you know, we lost a lot of really good shows with, you know, playing with some really good friends and bands uh, whenever this all hit. Um, you know, we tried to do the best we could. You know, I did some uh, Facebook Live acoustic sessions. Uh, I based player Mike, he does every Friday night. They do him and his wife do a thing called uh, Fandango, where they do you know, uh, uh, you know, ask questions and trivia and stuff like that, just to you know, to kind of get out there to everybody. And we all, you know, all the, all the band guys get out and we participate and have fun with it and stuff. But uh, you know, we were really looking forward to it. We had some great shows at the beginning of the year. We get to play with our Blacktop Mojo, which is very exciting. Um, those guys are incredible and even better people. Um, so the only thing we have scheduled right now is in October. Fingers crossed, we're going to be opening for Lit um, in New Bedford in Massachusetts. Um, but we're just waiting to get the thumbs up when we can start booking stuff and, and start getting ourselves out there more. And, you know, especially you know with the album cycle and the album just dropping. Uh, you know, we want to get out and play these songs live for everybody. Yeah, so let's talk about the new album. It just recently came out, and I know you just recently uh, started taking uh, orders for physical CDs, and I know that because I ordered one myself. So (laughs) so tell us a little bit more about uh, when the album was released and, and, and that... Sure, so we started the whole album cycle, we released our first single, uh, which was the title track, Kill the Machine, on the 24th of March, and then, let's see, it was May 5th, we released our second single, Changing Tide, and then the week before the album dropped, the album came out on June 12th, Um, on the 5th of June we released our third single uh, called Last Chance of the Saints. So we wanted to, to push out, you know, some songs that'll kind of give people a, a taste of the whole entire album before it dropped. Um, and we got so much amazing support and feedback. Uh, very blessed by everybody, um, you know, who supported us and, and really gave us some amazing feedback about the album. So we're really excited that it's out, and we just hope that um, we can get a good push to radio and, and get it to a lot of people's ears. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so everybody knows, listening either now or. If you're listening via podcast, the we are we will be playing 
um, a couple tracks off the new album uh, to give everybody a taste and a listen. Um, uh, I've been listening to it nonstop on on Spotify and um, the tracks you sent. And like I said, I can't wait for the CD to get here so I can just <laughs> listen to the whole thing and uh, really looking forward to that. So, and I also yep, that was important. That was important to us too. Is is the album portion of it? Is that you know we really didn't want to have something that if we're going to put an album that had filler on it. We wanted to make sure that you know that the album was cohesive and kind of fit together. Um, but we wanted each track to be able to stand on its own, as almost its own like mini. And, you know, I, I, we all feel like we kind of were able to do that, but you know, have a good collective amount of songs. We we did not have any filler, and we made sure that we we you know put our best foot forward with it. So we're just so excited for everyone to hear the whole thing as a collective. Yeah, that's awesome. Before I forget, I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Carl. He is the one that put together that flyer that we've been sharing tonight. So big props to Carl on that flyer. Will actually be. I'll use it on the posting with um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. So, big shout to my yes. big shout to my brother Carl. He's sitting way up in the North Atlantic, in in Newfound <laughs> in Newfoundland. Oh, so, yeah. Thanks, thank you so much, Carl. Putting that there, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that was badass. And back to the new album. Where can people go if they haven't seen the post and haven't seen you guys on Facebook? Where can they go to buy the album, merch, stuff like that? Where's the best place for them to, to, sure. to do that? So what we what we did was when we created the website, the one thing we wanted wanted to do is to make it very easy easy and seamless for people to get everywhere that our stuff was at. So if you go to our website, which is cyclemusicpsyclamusic.com, um, on the intro page before you actually even get it to the website, it has all the clickable links of every kind of place you can find us whether it's social media or it's you know itunes things like that but there's also a link um that we were given the the album was distributed through ingrooves and the label group and there's a specific link that's right on that main page and what it does is it brings you to a page that has all the links of spotify and itunes and pandora and i mean everything that's on there so you can get everything right from that link too um you can also buy the physical cd at our store when you go into the website just go to store and it has all of our stuff there including our our EP that we put out in 2017, uh, Surfaces. So everything's right there on the website. Awesome. And did you say in your message that patches are coming soon? It's something that we talked about. What we wanted to do is we wanted to kind of get people's ideas on what they would like for merch. Um, we do have some new stuff that's going to be coming out that we just purchased. Um, so we just kind of got those in, so we'll have those up on our store very shortly. Um, but we have talked about patches. We've talked about a whole bunch of fun different things yeah. that we can kind of add to the merch table so cool. that'll be cool those new ones are is that the bracelets and the koozies that you mentioned yeah we yes we have beer koozies which we know are very important to keep everyone's hands warm when they're having a nice cold beer that's right um and we have <laughs> and we got those you know the, the the kind of live strong bracelets which we thought were, were really cool um you know we got some new stickers we you know we're, we're trying to add as much as we can um to kind of get stuff out there so people can enjoy it okay cool man Cool, yeah, I'll be on the lookout for the bracelet and the koozie. I'll definitely hook up with that stuff as well. Um, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not so worried about my hand being cold. I'm more worried about the beer staying cold. So Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a dual purpose. That's right, definitely, definitely. Okay, so 
you know, I'll be honest, I'm fairly new to you guys as a band. Um, and, and this is this is what happens in, in my world. Uh, you know, uh, a, a new band member friend requests me or music is sent or accidents happen. And I'm like, how did I not know about this band? And that's basically with you guys. I was like, holy crap, these guys are so badass. How did I not hear? So where I'm going with all that is, you know, how long has this band been around? How long have you guys been doing this? So the band's been around for a while. I won't date myself at all, but what I will say is um, this this particular lineup, we've been together since 2016. So we got together in 16, um, and we immediately started writing uh, together. And, it, you know, I knew Mike from a pre... I was in another outfit for a couple of years when Cycle was kind of on a hiatus. Um, and our drummer Jay ended up joining that band, and then I met Mike, we played, and we shared a bill on a New Year's Eve gig together, and we became good friends, and then I say this in a lot of interviews, but Joe is the greatest Craigslist find in the history of time for us. Um, if we were looking for a guitar player, when we get in cycle back, you know, back up and running, and Joe was the first person I talked to, and we just talked music for like two and a half, three hours, and we kind of, we knew it was right where it needed to be, so, um, so yeah, since like 2016, we've been together writing and, and, and putting songs together. That's awesome. That is not the first time I've heard a similar story about Craigslist and kind of the same thing. It's like, oh my God, we this was the best dude, fi- finding him on Craigslist, so... But it could have it could have gone the other way very quickly though. That's yeah. Very part of yeah. It. So yeah. we, I, you know, I, I bless myself every single day. I'm very lucky that we found Joe. Trust me, because uh, Joe's not only a great guitar player, but he's a better person. So we're we're very lucky that we got him. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't end up chopped up in someone's freezer. That's a good thing. Yeah, that would you know, and it, it, sometimes I guess that makes a good band story. But I don't, I wouldn't want to be in the receiving end of that. So we'll just, <laughs> right on. Uh, we'll just be ha- we'll be happy with what we got. <laughs> okay, so I got a couple questions from the chat room and i and i will tell you that carl has been sharing all the links to your stuff in there so again shout out thanks buddy for doing that so question number one who in the group has banged the most groupies (laughs) jesus christ um oh my god well let's put it this way um i'm married so i'm out um mike's married he's out um, oh God, how do I want to put this out there? Let's just put it this way. The other two gentlemen, um, are known for having quite a good time when together, um, out and about. So let me just put it that way. I'll leave a little mystery behind it. Um, but you, you, you can't go wrong with the other two, right? <laughs> that's a, that's a great, that's a great way to answer that. I love it. I love it. Well, isn't it, isn't it, it was, no, he was left enough mystery, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, what? I'll, I'll give you one more from Carl. He wants to know if you've sure. ever if you've ever been arrested while on tour or gone to jail. No. See, here's the thing. So I am. I've actually never drank, had alcohol, tasted wine, anything. Didn't never done any drugs. None of that. Um, and I know that in a, another interview that Joe did, Joe tells stories about, Joe has this amazing white conversion van, and we call it the Shaggin' Wagon. Uh-huh. And when we go to shows, we usually load up a lot of our stuff in Joe's van, but obviously it's big. But at the end of shows, I am the ultimate designated driver because I've never drank before. So usually I don't pay for breakfast, which is a beautiful thing, and no one has to worry about getting home. However... I like to say this, the 7.30 show is very ter- different than the 10.30 show. And after the show, 
you never know what's going to happen, especially depending on who you're playing. So we've had a lot of adventures in the shagging wagon coming back from uh, coming back from shows. That's for sure. <laughs> gotcha. I was going to say <laughs> the shagging wagon was busy, and you weren't able to uh, load up the gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I, I have to keep an eye out. We have a uh, a a band. I want to see a band mom. Um, she's the overseer of all of us. It's uh, my bass player's wife, Kara, who we love. We love dearly. Kara keeps us in line because we're all afraid of her. <laughs> we love her to death. But she, she's a straight shooter. She tells us exactly what we you know the what for. So she keeps all of us in line. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so obviously this may or may not be relevant because of COVID, but in, in during normal times, how often are, are you guys able to get together as a band and practice and kind of, you know, work on things? So a couple of things, we, we do things, uh, you know, differently than what I've been told a lot of other uh, bands do, which is strange because um, it, it, it's so effective. So we, we rehearse once a week, uh, a couple hours, we get together and, and, and go through stuff. But what we do is we, we record every single rehearsal. Um, and honestly, if we didn't do that, we would have probably missed out on some songs um, that made it to the album. One definitely would be Kill the Machine uh, because the opening riff we had from like four weeks prior, we had it. So our uh, guitar player Joe records everything um, digitally. And then he'll go back and after rehearsal, usually the next day, he'll chop up everything that we did and he sends it to us through our email in, in MP3 form. And then we'll sit with it during the week and we'll work on stuff, we'll listen to what we did, what everyone else is doing, we'll make notes so that we're coming into rehearsal prepared, you know, to continue to work on stuff. So it's not just about the rehearsal aspect of it in terms of the time we spend, but when we're not together, you know, we have that instrument. I mean, I have stuff going back four years still in my email of stuff that we sent from practice. And sometimes we even take video of stuff just to see what we're doing. So, um, so we have that and then we, we come back in with ideas and then we, the four of us in a room together, staring at each other, working on parts. So it, it's very effective for us. It's worked really well for us. Um, and, and obviously, you know, we're, we're so, uh, pleased and happy with the album. So, you know, we'll, and if it's not broken, we're not going to try and fix it, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Who uh, who came up with your guys' logo? Because it's sick ass. Um, I have to actually give credit a friend of mine who was originally going to come in and play bass for us. He's a, a graphic designer, um, and we had back in the day, way back in the day when you know we were first starting out, we kind of had a Celtic Sun kind of thing. Um, but I, you know, I told him I said, you know, free reign on on whatever you want to do. Let's let's try and find something that's you know a little updated that's got a little edge to it. And he just came up with a really awesome design. Um, and we just, you know, we just kind of ran with it because I really love that. Like, we, I was always told when it comes to PR and marketing is that your font, um, your symbol, and the, the colors that you use are very important. Uh, if you can get someone to see that six times, they'll start to, so we try to really brand everything and keep everything together. Um, and when he came up with that, we just ran with it. Very cool. And I have to talk, I have to ask you also about the cover art for, for the album Kill the Machine, that's really badass too. Who who did that? Uh, I have become the graphic designer for the band. Um, <laughs> I've never I've never taken any lessons or any stuff like that. But I knew that if we could keep, which is we could to keep you know to keep costs down. But also I think it's cool because I you know I really enjoy being creative with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and even though you know it's really hard to do when you're not you know, necessarily educated on it. Um, it's a lot of hit or miss or trial and error, but I really love the creative part of it. And I know that what I usually do is 
when I'm designing stuff, I'll come up with ideas and I'll send it to the guys, and then they'll they'll give me notes on it. And be like, hey, watch you, you know, we make this color different here, or we, you know, we we clock this here or do this. And I remember when I sent the guys the the Kill the Machine album, when I kind of put it together, they were like, oh man, that's it. And I just I had this vision of it um, because I think Kill the Machine was the second song we wrote for the album, and it kind of was the umbrella for the the. It's not a concept album without a question, but it kind of encompassed the, the meaning behind the whole album together collectively, um, you know, and that's why we ended up, you know, using that as the, you know, the title for it. Um, but that was, that, writing that song was kind of the catalyst of the sound of the rest of the album. It just kind of, all of a sudden, we just kind of hit fifth gear when we wrote that song, and then we were off and running. So, um, there was something about the cover. We wanted something that was modern. We wanted something that was going to grab people's eyes, but that was going to also really reflect what Kill the Machine meant to us and hopefully to, you know, to people hearing the, the music, so. Awesome, awesome. So let, let's talk about you a little bit here. So what what um, what kind of influences did you have growing up and th- that got you into music and, you know, just got you into this whole business? What kind of influences kind of helped drive that for you? So music always played a very big part in my family. Um, when I was little, my parents worked really weird shifts, and my grandparents were a lot older, pretty much retired by the time I was younger, and uh, I spent a lot of time with them. My grandfather, who was actually pretty much deaf in both ears, he was on the USS Alabama um, in the World War, and he was a turret gunner, so he had two hearing aids, but he used to play by the vibration and everything. He used to play the organ every night after dinner because he was, he was a cook, and after he cleaned up, he'd go and play the organ by vibration. It was just amazing to see that. Yeah. And then when I was younger, my mom, my mom was really big into, um, you know, a lot of the really, really good uh, music. So I grew up on, you know, Queen and the Beatles. My first concert was Elton John at eight years old. Um, but I, I really want to say my biggest influence was probably, well, the start out was Freddie Mercury. Um, see, you know, hearing Queen and hearing those albums in my house, um, really made me fall in love with music. And I think once I hit high school and the Seattle scene came in, it really changed my whole idea on music. And that really kind of pushed me towards, and I, I was always a writer and, and I loved writing it. It was kind of easy to me and it was something that was a good outlet for me. Um, but that Seattle scene really took my love of music and really pushed it forward. Awesome, awesome. And props to your grandfather, one, for world, his, his service in World War II, my grandfather also. Um, so props to them, and then props to him for, man, I mean, playing organ by vibration, that's so it cool. Was, yeah, it was incredible, man. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. But I remember you just, he had so much joy in him when he was playing, and, and I could see that, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I had my own moment later on when I was in college that really was like the, the big, I'm, this is what I want to do with my life moment. But watching him and how much he enjoyed playing was just, it was such a delight when I was a little kid, you know? Yep, awesome. Okay, I got a couple more questions from the chat. Um, sure. Have you ever had what? And this would be, you know, while you're on tour or doing a live show. Have you ever had any crazy tech disasters happen? Um, while we flip that question and say, have you ever not had any crazy <laughs> tech disasters on stage? So the the first uh, the first. Uh, band that we played with as, as with this lineup, the first show we did. Um, you heard of the band Tense Machine? I think so. They just came out. They used to be a, a band called um, 
they were Never Say Die when they first came out, and okay. then they, they ended up being Dead Set Society. Um, and they were on their first tour coming, they were from Canada, and they were coming out, just an incredible band. Um, and we're on stage, it's our first show together, we're all pumped, there's a good crowd, and at 30 seconds into the first song, I blow a string on my guitar. Oh, jeez. And, and then Joe's, um, his foot switch cable breaks before we even start the show. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so, um, you know, we finished the, we finished the first song with a broken string, this is what you do. And it's kind of a cool story because I'm running around, I'm trying to get my back to guitar, and the guys from, um, from Dead Fest Society were in the green room behind the stage, and we were hanging out there, they were such good guys. I'm still in touch with a lot of those guys now. And um, they actually were like, they came out after we finished, they're like, dude, we really thought about going and grabbing your guitar and restringing it for you. Because like, they felt so bad, it was literally like 30 seconds in the first song, and it, and it, and it broke. But we, dude, we've, we've had, I mean, I... <laughs> I tell the story, I probably shouldn't even say this out loud, but it's funny. We were playing a gig one, I think it was our second gig actually, and we were doing a cover of Jumpin' Jack Flash and just whipping it, and I threw up on stage. And nobody saw it, and we, we literally, I was down on my knees, and I just kept playing, and we ended up extending the guitar solo for like six minutes, and jamming until I was done being sick, and then I got up, and I went back to the mic, and we finished the song, and nobody knew until I told everybody afterwards. <laughs> it's not awesome that you threw up. It's, you it's awesome how you handled it. The show must go on, right? Yeah, I just threw the set list on top of it. We were good. Yeah. <laughs> you were good, good to go. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Canada, have you, ever, have you ever played up in Canada before? We did. So back, I don't even remember what year it was, but we played a show... And it was right on the, the Canadian, like New Hampshire, Vermont, like right up there. It was you could literally throw a stone. You were in Canada, okay. And it was incredible. So we showed up. It was like this bed and breakfast. So I'm like, what the hell? This is weird. <laughs> so we show up, and they they fed us. We were working with a uh, booking agency, and they booked the show. I'm like, what the hell is this? So we show up. There's nobody in the place, and they're like, oh yeah, you guys are downstairs. <laughs> and right down the narrow staircase, and all of a sudden, there's this massive like. Um, like concert area and all of a sudden the place is dead and at like right around like 8.30 it was snowmobile season and all of a sudden the place just packs in with all these snowmobilers crazy guys dancing on just like it was it was so cool they, awesome. uh, they kicked out one of the, the waitress one of the waitresses lived right across the street from the, the venue they kicked her out for the night and put us in her apartment for the night they cooked us breakfast in the morning when we left. We had such a great time. It was uh, like people from Canada, people from New Hampshire, Vermont, all over the place were in this. It was such a fun night. We had an absolute blast. That's awesome. And I, I, re I can relate. I used to do a lot of snowmobiling, so I, I totally get that. That's that's badass. There were a lot of adult beverages that were consumed after snowmobiling. I can tell you that much. I, I'm, sure there, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. A lot. <laughs> So, how did you guys come up with the name of the band? Where where does where does that come from? And is there any like hidden meaning behind it? Yeah. So when uh, when I was in college, I actually came up with. So the well, the first gig we ever gonna play as a band when I was in college, and so we signed up for Battle of the Bands, like you know a lot of bands do and stuff. And uh, so I I used to help book at my college a lot of the the acts that used to come through. So we were at a coffee house, we were watching this acoustic act, and the promoter came up to us, we were sitting in the crowd, he came up to us, he's like, oh, I'm so glad you guys are on the Battle of the Bands, we're making up the poster, what's the band name? 
And everybody in the band turned and looked at me because I'm the person who overthinks everything, who likes the philosophical BS of life and <laughs> gets deep with everything possible. Um, and, you know, for me with life, it was always about, you know, the kind of the energy that you put out into the world and how you treat people and the way that you service and, and show yourself. Come back to it. So it was kind of like a karma thing. It goes around, comes around. Um, so cycle to me was really like the psychology of, of karma and stuff, of, of what you you know, what you do with yourself and what you put out in the universe at some point will come back to you. Um, and I always, I don't know, there was something about that name um, that just always sat in my head and it, it just, it came out immediately. And they were like, where the hell did you come up with that? I'm like, oh, I've had that in the back of my brain for like now five years. <laughs> I'm like, okay, man, that's why you do those things, right? Because <laughs> if not, we would have been called like, I don't know, like uh, the Muffins or something weird, knowing those guys or the Muppets, you know? <laughs> I, and I want to apologize for my dog. Everybody is shooting off fireworks around us right now. And, um, and, oh, I can imagine. And dogs and fireworks don't go very well. So, no, I just, and unfortunately, people like to have 4th of July in April, too. Yeah. So it's, that's not cool for animals, man. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay, so shameless plug time. Let's tell people again where they can go to find out more about the band, what social networking you guys are on. Absolutely. So we are on... Uh, Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Um, you can check out everything, even including finding us on social. Um, Cycle Music, P S Y C L E music.com. Everything is on there. Um, if you want to just check out the main page, we have a music player that's on there. It's got all the links for all social media and where you can buy the album. But I definitely, if you get a chance, go inside to the website. There's a lot of really cool stuff that's in there too. And go check out our store if you want to get physical copies of our albums, our t-shirts, or any other fun stuff, as you know, will be on there. Definitely go check it out and, and hit us up, you know what I mean? Um, request us on Facebook, drop us a, you know, hi, let us know what you think of the music, where, you know, we love uh, networking and, and expanding our family, so we love to welcome people in, so please stop by and let us know what you think. Awesome, that's right, do it, check them out. So, back to the album... So with this new album that's out, where did you guys record and master? How'd that process work for you guys? So we actually went through the same producer that we worked with on our EP services, uh, Chris Burkett. Uh, Chris is based out of Rhode Island also. Um, he has a studio called No Boundary Studios. So when we originally worked with Chris on our EP services in 2017, he was in a different a, a, a different studio, and then his wife bought a new house, and he renovated the whole entire bottom and just rebuilt the whole studio from scratch. Which means when we recorded this album, he had a hell of a lot more toys to play with, which was a lot of fun. Uh, the room <laughs> nice. was incredible. Uh, we had such a good, um, such a good time, and Chris really got us um, as musicians, and especially I got to point out for me as a vocalist, um, man, he worked me over. I mean, we hours just just trying different things. He just wanted me to to try everything I could. And, you know, he really pushed me and pushed all of us, you know, in our parts and wanted us to get the most out of the performance. He wasn't worried about, is this in tune or that in tune? We got to that afterwards. It was really about capturing the performance that we really wanted and the energy of the album. Um, and we really got that with Chris. And Chris did, Chris did all the recording. He did all the mixing and mastering for us right, right at No Boundaries. So it was, it was nice to have all that right there and, you know, to, to be able to work with him. Um, he's very, you know, always very accessible. Um, and Chris is a younger cat. He's like 25, 26. He used to be in a touring band called the Trophy Wives. Um, and they were on, uh, 
book tour and a whole bunch of stuff. And but he really understands the you know the '60s and '70s rock, and then what's expected now, what's kind of out there now. Yeah. So it's, he's in between two worlds, which is fantastic, and that that really helped us a lot. But he the other thing he didn't do is he didn't try to overproduce. You know, he we want us to be a, a very raw rocket like real rock and roll album, and he didn't try and overproduce stuff. He wanted it to just sound as powerful as he could get it and, and capture that good performance. And you know, I think I think he definitely got that from us. Very cool. Very cool. And so I'm always curious when I talk to band members uh, about the music that they listen to and are listening to. So, you know, what what top what couple top couple bands would I find you listening to? And I have to say, you're not allowed to say yourself. Uh, other than your own, mu- other than your own music, I learned that one the hard way. Um, so yes. I-, I always throw that out there. Other than your own music, what bands are you listening to right now? So right now, um, I'm listening. I- I've been in Thatcher with his his stuff, even his solo stuff. Um, but Big Wreck, uh, Ian Thornley. Um, I just I can't get enough of those guys. The, the talent, the creativity, that guy's guitar playing and vocals and everything he brings to the table is just you just can't get enough of it. Um, so definitely a lot of big wreck. Um, another huge band I've been listening. I can't even get it. And I've got my buddy Don from Indiana. I got him hooked on him. Is the, the Winery Dogs? Um, huge Winery Dogs fan. I mean Richie Copson. You know what I mean? Uh, Billy Sheehan, Mike Portnoy. I mean, you you really can't go wrong there. Um, and just what they do with their music is just incredible. Um, and uh, one of my favorite bands of all time and will always be, and I, it's a bucket list item to be able to just play with those guys or even talk to them. Um, I listen to a ton of Alter Bridge. Um, I'm such a huge fan of Tremonti um, and his playing and Miles Kennedy, all those guys, Brian and Flip. Um, you know, they've been doing it for a long time and they do it the right way. Um, and they're really cognizant of their fans and what they do. And I, I, you know, I appreciate that so much. Um, but I will say the other one, and I'll just throw in there too. I can't say enough about these guys. Blacktop Mojo, man. They, to me, they're one of the best live rock and roll bands out there right now. And they're even better people. You know, we got to open up for them and they just treated us like, like just, they were out in front during our set. You know, we hung out afterwards. Everyone had beers and talked about music and, their, their new album, actually they just dropped a new EP, but their, their album, um, Under the Sun, was incredible. So if people get a chance, please go support those guys too. They're, they're just amazing people. Awesome, awesome. Okay, any is there anything else we haven't talked about that you want to make sure the listeners, whether they're tuned in now or listening to the podcast, that they need to know about the band that we haven't talked about? Um, no, what I really just want to do is, is say... Um, you know, a big thank you to everyone who supported us, whether it's radio, such as yourselves. Um, big shout out to uh, Shauna O'Donnell, who is our, our publicist and did PR and just crushed it for us. Um, Nate Compton from the band Elysium, if you guys haven't checked them out, it's Elysium with an I. Nate did all of our lyric videos and just absolutely just crushed Every video he did really captured what we wanted in the, in the music. Um, and obviously Chris, who produced our album and everything. Um, and since the guys aren't here, I want a big, big shout out to those guys. Um, you know, without all four of us, you know, we, we would never go where we wanted to with the music. And, uh, you know, I love those guys and my brothers and we worked really hard on this. So just a lot of support and a lot of thanks to everyone. We're so grateful and we just really want to take this music as far as we can take it. And if that's selling out at Madison Square Garden, that's fine. I, I mean, we can book it tomorrow if we want to do that. <laughs> That's right. We'll do it. You know? <laughs> of course. But just a lot of thanks. 
Yeah, no. So so two comments. Um, one, uh, that's awesome about Sean. I didn't. I did not know you guys were working with Sean. I've known her for like. I don't know, probably since I started DJing like 10 years ago. So, My friend, she is our angel. She is our absolute so, angel. That's awesome. Yeah, she's so good to us. Yeah, I'm going to have to hit her up and let her know that we spoke. Um, oh, and, yeah. then, and then I also wanted to mention, yeah, the lyric videos are badass. So that, the, that, that definitely, you. Uh, you know, I just, uh, they just, you know, with the music and the way they move, it just, it worked. It's so perfect, you know. He did. He just found a way to really represent. Um, you know, he didn't. He didn't make it literal, which is I really, really liked it. He really just captured the the, the feeling of the songs, and I, I just I can't thank Nate enough for that. He's just such a great guy to work with, and and such an amazing artist himself. Yeah. Okay. So, as soon as we're done here, in a in a few in a minute here, uh, I have a couple mm-hmm. cycle tracks to play. Um, Kill the Machine and oh, it's was it Last Chance for the Saints? Yeah, Last Chance for the Saints. Yeah, Last Chance for the Saints. Sorry, the track I have is is labeled funny. So Last Chance for the Saints and Kill the Machine. You will not be disappointed, everybody, in these two tracks because they are freaking amazing. Like I said, uh, if 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 you've noticed your listen count go up, it's because I listen every single day. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, my friend. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again for taking time to talk tonight. Much appreciated. Uh, big shout out to all the listeners tuned in, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna play some some cycle now. Here we go. Last chance for the Saints. Crank it up. All right. Thanks again, man. Oh man, I can't thank you enough. But it was a lot of fun. Yep, I it was totally enjoyed it. Um, and as things move forward in the future, if you ever wanna, you know come back on to promote whether it's to promote the current album or when you guys are getting ready to go on and do some shows or whatever it is if you want to do this again I'm, I'm happy to have you guys back in the show anytime uh, i would love that so much man like i said the support is is everything and we're very grateful for every second we get from everybody so it means the world and uh we'll definitely be in touch and uh let me know uh, when we'll get the cd out and you know, let us know. We'll get out some other swag to you, too, so you can enjoy it. <laughs> Sounds good. I look forward to it, man. All right. Cool, buddy. Tell, tell the band I said hello. Uh, that's important to me as well. Mm-hmm. So make sure that I, I said uh, thank you for making great music. Absolutely, so. man. I appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your fourth. Yes, you too. You too. I'm going to be... I'm, I've, I'm The whole weekend I'm spending at the barn. They, um, summer camp for, <laughs> their summer camp starts on, on Sunday. And as you, can oh, nice. ima- as you can imagine with COVID, it's been, they're behind, they've been having trouble getting staff for camp. So uh, today, today I scrubbed, I, I scrubbed their walk-in cooler and everything in it. <laughs> so, oh my God. Helping them get yeah, ready. Yeah, my son's camp got canceled too. So that's, you know, you came on, that's why we're actually up here. We, my son was up here for the, for a couple of weeks because uh, all the camps got canceled, which stinks. So, yep, yep. Okay, man. Well, it's been great talking. We'll talk soon, okay? All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. Yeah, Thanks so much. Take care. Bye.